0: My name is Katie Cakes, and I am the host of Cake Bites, a podcast adventure through gaming history. I am just inviting you to come along with me on that journey while I interview people who have worked in and around the industry for the last 30 plus years to learn about their experiences and their perspectives, to learn more about an industry that is continuously evolving. I hope you guys will join me every two weeks when I release a new episode of the show on all major podcasting platforms. You can learn more about the show at kickfights.com.
1: Welcome to Real Dudes Podcast. I'm your host for the day, Carrington, and with me, I got Kyle. Kyle, what's up? Uh,
0: I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a crazy
1: uh, month. Know, third quarter of the year or whatever. Yeah, 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 I hear you. I uh, I know it's been a while since you and I have done like a little k k in the morning, Some, some, you know... Or anything together as far as podcasting is concerned. Yeah. But I've been on it with some interviews, man. And I want to let you know something. Uh-huh. I am going to bring in someone I met at GDEX. That's what I've been doing. I've been doing like GDEX interviews recently. All right. I'm excited for this. It's been such a long time since I've seen you
0: use this magical power of yours that I am shaking in excitement. You
1: should. All right. I'm going to bring in Jack. All right. So, okay. See how see how this goes. <laughs> whoa! Hey! Whoa! Where? What? What's going on? <laughs> hey! 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 Uh, I'm not sure if you remember me, but we met at GDEX. I'm Carrington. Oh yeah, Carrington.
2: Yeah, I, I totally remember you. Very hap-
1: awesome. Not much. How are you? How are you, Jack?
2: Doing pretty good. Can't complain. Life's going well, and that's pretty good in and of
1: itself that's that's what i love to hear and that's what i expect from all of our guests um and as i recall you've got a little a little project called dreams of fear if i remember right yep
2: yeah i've been uh working on a game for a long time now it's a turn-based rpg with some ddr elements and it's called as you said dreams of fear
1: well, since you're since you're already here and I just kinda ripped you from your day, I hope you don't have anything too planned. I can't speak right now. I hope you don't have plans this evening because you're gonna spend it with us.
2: No, I don't have any plans. So yeah, let's get down dirty and talk about
1: dreams of fear. All right. So actually before we actually start talking about dreams of fear, Jack, how about you let our our listeners know out there who you are? Let's get a chance to know Jack.
2: Yeah, no problem. So uh, my name is Jack. Uh, I'm currently a senior down in a college in Portsmouth, Ohio, called Shawnee State University. Uh, I'm majoring in uh, digital simulation and engineering, which is really just a fancy way to say I major in game programming. Uh, And I have been working on Dreams of Fear for uh, a little bit less than three years now i'd say and we released a demo earlier this year and that was a big milestone for me and that's a little bit about myself i guess
1: all right perfect and so this 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 project you have dreams of you say this been going on for three years so would you be safe to say you've been working on it since you started college essentially
2: Um, I actually started on it in my senior year of high school. Um, I started working on it, like I said, in late 2016. uh, But I didn't actually get admitted to Shawnee State until uh, the fall of 2017.
1: Okay, awesome. And, you know, we were able to meet each other at at GDEX. So how about you give me the sales pitch you gave me regarding dreams of fear what is it exactly what how would you explain it to someone who was never seen it never heard of it never looked at it never even touched it how would you describe dreams of fear so
2: story-wise dreams of fear uh you and your dad move to a new town and in the process of moving you find a photo album with pictures of a long lost brother who ran away when you were really young so, you go from town to town following clues to try to find that brother. Uh, gameplay wise, it plays like a traditional style uh, turn based RPG with some DDR elements, and it draws some heavy inspiration from Earthbound. So, if that's a game you're into, then you'll probably end up liking Dreams of Fear.
1: Perfect. I was. That's what drew me to it, uh, honestly, was that it had it very very earthbound feel and look to it. Uh, Are you yourself a a fan of that series?
2: Yeah, I love the Mother series. Um, I think one of the greatest things about that series uh, is definitely the writing. So I really wanted to try to capture a little bit of its sense of humor with my own writing um, in Dreams of Fear. A little fun fact about the game as well, Uh, the year before I started working on dreams of fear, I was working on another, uh, more heavily inspired earthbound, uh, fan game, but I ended up scrapping that project because it wasn't really going anywhere, but I didn't want to lose all the work that I had already done. So I took some of the character designs and some of the story elements from the very beginning of that game and morphed them into some of the beginning elements that you see in dreams of fear.
1: Oh, cool. I'm sorry, were you we gonna say something Kyle?
0: <laughs> I, I was just thinking you mentioned it being a RPG with DDR elements. How did you like come to the conclusion of mashing those two together? I that's really kind of original and pretty rad.
2: Well, one thing, well, I really like turn-based RPGs, but one flaw that I or one fault that I have with them, I should say is that they're really not super interactive. Like, once you get into a battle, it's basically select the menu option you want to do, and then that's it. Your turn's over, you wait for your enemy to do their turn, and then life goes on until the battle's over. So I really wanted to try to get players involved when they got into a battle, so that way it didn't feel quite so much like a chore, but more like something that they wanted to enjoy. So to do that, I incorporated a few different things uh, that get the player interactive, like um, mashing the button when you attack to uh, increase your attack power. And the way the DDR stuff works is uh, you can actually use the arrow keys on your keyboard to, to press when the arrow goes to a certain position, and then you can heal yourself a little bit for each correct arrow you input.
0: Well, wow, that's uh, that's like I said. That's pretty original. That's awesome that you would uh, take that style, match it with an RPG, and kind of figure out ways to how it can contribute to your 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 character and like have a benefit to landing. You know the 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 button uh, sequence that you're pressing. Um, I, I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at your your Kickstarter. And uh, it's there's a little gif of how that works. And I just I've never seen anything like it before. Just kind of mind blowing.
2: Yeah, and it's pretty nice too. Um, on my end at least, setting up those DDR sequences because after I got the original system figured out, it was pretty easy to go in and make changes. That way, I could have completely different dance sequences. So, uh, for example, there's a boss fight towards the end of that demo. And in that boss fight, I think there are somewhere in the neighborhood of like six or seven unique dance sequences in that fight alone that the uh, player can encounter while fighting.
0: That's really interesting. Uh, the enemy design, some of the few enemies that I've seen, how did you stumble across that? I mean, was it just kind of just brainstorming different things or did you have a uh, certain enemies in mind that you wanted to put in the game?
2: Yeah. So the way that uh, we create enemies uh, what happens is I sketch out uh, rough designs of like these seem like they'd be, you know, funny, fun enemies for people to fight against. And then I send them to my art, to my artist uh, Caleb Hatton. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, he's at your boy rhyme. Uh, and then he takes those drawings that I do and turns them into actual pixel art uh, animations that you see in the game. So any of the battle sprites that you see are actually all done by him.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's... uh, It's... Very... I don't know, they're they're very like I don't, hopefully this doesn't sound insulting. They're very like cutesy looking, but yet mean looking at the same time. The uh the one I'm looking at right now is the the worm with the little syringe and looks like a knife, dagger in his hand.
2: Uh yeah, something along those lines. Uh <laughs> that's actually that's actually kinda of funny that you bring up that enemy, um, because what that was the first enemy that we that we made in the entire game. And I, and I told Caleb, uh, when, like, you or an enemy gets hit, like, I was like, make, like, some animation that's like, ow, I got hit. Mm-hmm. And so the the first one he made was for that caterpillar. And so when the caterpillar gets hit, he gets, like, cuts all over his body. And it's, like, it's like not a very long animation, but it's, you know, mildly grotesque. And so I told Caleb, I was like, whoa, man, we got to chill it down for the rest of these. <laughs> not, like. <laughs> But uh, another one of my favorite enemies in the game, and uh, not necessarily because of its design or anything, although its design is pretty good, is uh, the raccoon. And the reason I like uh, the raccoon so much is because whenever people play the game and they first encounter the raccoon, everyone says the same thing. Why does that raccoon have a gun? The raccoon enemy uh, has a gun, and apparently it just takes everyone by surprise every time they see it.
0: I, I guess you don't really see too many raccoons running around with guns, especially well, even video games. I don't think I've ever seen uh, a raccoon with a gun. Uh, so that is uh, pretty cool. I, I am excited to actually see this game. I haven't touched the jet demo yet, but uh, it is in the process of being downloaded right now.
2: Nice. Yeah, uh, we actually recent, fairly recently, I'd say probably only a few weeks ago, Uh, We actually found someone to help us do a Mac port of the demo, so now it's actually available on Mac too, so it previously was only available on Windows devices, but if you have a MacBook or some sort of Apple computer, you can also play the demo, which was really exciting for us because... That gave us the opportunity to get Dreams of Fear out to even more people that we wouldn't before. And one of those being Caleb, because he didn't have a PC. He only had a Mac. So he had been creating stuff for the game, but had never been able to play the demo and was only able to see stuff based off of what other people played and the uh, videos that I would send him.
1: So for, for Caleb, is he a good friend of yours? How did you guys meet? Like, how did... What made you go with with him as as an artist for for your game?
2: Uh, so I actually met Caleb in high school. Um, he's a year younger, than me. Um, and I've seen some of his art stuff before. And he uh, he does music as well, um, but he hasn't done any music for Dreams of Fear yet. Um, but I've always known that he was a really good artist, so I've always been interested in. Uh, Working with him, and then when I started working on Dreams of Fear, I came to the realization of, man, I am terrible at art, and I need someone way more talented than myself to help me with this. And so I approached uh, Caleb in early 2017, and I told him, hey, I'm working on something. Do you do you feel like this would be something you'd be interested in and want to help me with? And he was like, yeah, sure, that sounds pretty interesting. And so uh, we've been working together ever since.
1: Oh, very nice, very nice. Uh, so, with him not being able to necessarily play the game while he's designing, has that really been a challenge for you guys, or has he been just been able to take it in stride so far and 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 just keep trucking along?
2: It actually hasn't really been too big of an issue, which I'm going to chuck that up to his ability to just really capture like the feel of like enemies and things like that that I'm going for. Um, not only has he done the enemy sprites, but like a lot of the cutscene art, he's done almost all of that by himself as well. And so um, I haven't really had needed to have him make any revisions to any of the sprites he's made, because the first time through, they're just so good and they fit so well with the rest of the game that I just tell him, I say, hey, you did a fantastic job with this. And the, it's definitely the case with Oliver's Battle Sprite. Because for a long time, I had just used a sprite that I had made. And he was like, Hey, I, I really want to update Oliver's battle sprite. Can, can I go ahead and do that? And I told him, Yeah, sure, go ahead. You know, um, just kind of keep it close to the original design and that'll be good. And when he got done with those, I told him, I was like, Caleb, uh, this is your best work yet. This is like by far my favorite sprite that you've ever made for me. And it's still my favorite sprite out of all the things he's made for me so far.
1: Very, very awesome. And so I do want to kind of switch gears a little bit and and talk about your experience at GDEX. So um, was that your your first year showing off Dreams of Fear at GDEX or have you been there before?
2: That was uh, my first year, not only showing off Dreams of Fear at GDEX, but also being at GDEX ever. Uh, I'd never gone to a big convention like that before. Uh, I've shown Streams a Fear off at a few other smaller conventions, but never anything the size of GDEX. So it was really nice being able to really show it off to a lot of people and getting a lot of feedback. Uh, some of it positive, some of it uh, just, you know, the old general, this is pretty good. And some of it really, really helpful. And we actually ended up using a decent amount of the feedback we got. To make improvements that a lot of people requested. So, hopefully, uh, if they went back and played the demo after GDEX, they saw those changes and had a better experience overall.
1: Oh, very nice. Because we're only about, uh, I'd say, a month out from GDEX now. So, would you say that not necessarily that the game itself has changed, but can you see it kind of growing up after developing it for three years and, 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 maybe adding things that you never even thought of even three years ago absolutely
2: yeah there are definitely things that like within the past like two months there were things that were added that three years ago weren't weren't even within like the original realm of what the game was going to be and i definitely have to attribute that to anyone who's test played or anyone who's given any sort of feedback on, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if it was like this instead Uh, to all those people, I really cannot express thanks enough.
1: I I'm sure because I'm sure that, so this is, I would imagine your first game this size to be making. So I'm sure it can be overwhelming just kind of going through and not, not knowing how people are going to take it, how people are going to respond to it and things like that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, There was a period of time for a really long time that I was really nervous that it just, that Dreams of Fear wasn't, it was just going to be one of those things where a lot of people were like, yeah, it's okay. And then it was just kind of going to get swept under the rug and that would be the end of it. Um, And I was just worried about that because I kept seeing all these other fantastic games that were coming out over the past few years and not even just not even triple a, but just indie games. And it made me really nervous. Like, Oh God is, you know, is all this work going to be worth it? Are people really going to like this? Is this going to end up being a huge waste of time? Um, but especially at GX with the amount of people who just expressed like so much interest in the game and the characters and, the story overall, it really made me realize that this is a good thing that I've got going. And I'm definitely not nearly as worried about its success as I was before GDEX.
1: Very nice. So what were you... So you say you've shown it off at a couple of conventions and things like this, but showing at GDEX in particular, were you more nervous showing it off there as opposed to other places or were you pretty confident going in and just being, this is my project, I need people to know about it, I want people to know about it, and uh, you're going to know about it.
2: Uh, I was pretty confident in showing it off. Um, I'm not really nervous as a public speaker, so that definitely helped. And the fact that I had shown it off before, I knew what things people wanted to hear and what to say going into it. So that way I could answer people's questions efficiently, but also with enough information that they would still be interested and possibly follow it up with another question.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And, uh, you impressed us and put an impression on, on me when I saw it, uh, for sure. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Now you said, you've been going to Shawnee for the past few years. Has going to Shawnee put an impression on the game at all as well? or And have you been able to put those, those skills to use uh, towards the game?
2: I don't know if Shawnee itself has necessarily put an impression on the game, but I will mm-hmm. say the skills that I learned at Shawnee have greatly uh, increased my ability as a programmer and have definitely made um, implementing certain features and... Uh, going back and revising certain things that were already in the game much, much smoother. And it definitely has 100% to do with uh, the quality of the education, which I've got here, which has been very, very high. And I'm very, very pleased with the school overall.
1: Oh, Very cool. Yeah. uh, We used to have a friend that lived in Portsmouth, Ohio. Uh, He lives in Denver, Colorado now. But when I first visited him, he was like, man, there's this you have this great school here Shawnee State and you know it's basically a video game school I'm like wow I never even heard of it and now it seems like uh, I feel ashamed not knowing about it and now knowing people such as yourself it seems like you guys are doing some pretty awesome stuff over there
2: yeah um we've got a game we've got a game programming and a game uh art degree and they're both nationally ranked in terms of their quality um one of the things that Shawnee really likes to brag about is how their um, game programming and art degrees have been ranked uh, within the top 10 in their field by Princeton Review for the past number of years. So if you're interested in game programming or you're interested in game art and you want to find a nice quality school in the Midwest to go to, I got to recommend Shawnee State University.
1: I I don't blame you at all. And it's in little Portsmouth, Ohio, which uh, it's a nice, it's a nice little town. It's, it's kind of. It's just very comfortable and and I mean there isn't. It's not like Columbus or anything, but at the same time, it's it's got a very nice. Uh, I don't know, small town state. That brewery down there is is pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, it's it's certainly an interesting town. Um,
0: I, <laughs> Easy, my wife's from that area.
2: <laughs> I, I I mean, I'm I'm not from ohio at all i'm actually from fort wayne indiana so it was quite a trek coming down here Mm uh but for the most part i've i've enjoyed my time in portsmouth so i can't really say anything bad about it and it i'm gonna be somewhat sad to see it go here coming in the spring when i graduate so
0: since since we're talking about shawnee uh two weeks they're having their annual game conference. Are you going to be set up there? Are you going to have uh, Dreams of Fear set up there?
2: I most certainly will. I will definitely have Dreams of Fear set up there. So if you were at GDEX or you're in the surrounding area and been able to fear, Fear, uh, you can come on down, talk to me. I'll be handing out everything that I was handing out at GDEX as well aside from cat stickers, because uh, they were kind of expensive to get, and they were <laughs> all gone within the first day of GDEX.
0: Oh, man. So uh,
2: I will not have any more cat stickers, but I will most certainly be showing off Dreams of Fear, and anyone within the area who wants to swing by and say hello and play the game, by all means, please do so. SGC, it's a great conference.
0: I, I do have one other question. Um, how many cats are in the game? So
2: there is definite. <laughs> there is at least one cat in the game, maybe two, maybe three. Nah, there's probably not three, but there's probably two. <laughs> there's definitely one. Well, if you want to find the other cat, there is a building in the town, which is called the restaurant, mm-hmm. and I would i don't know if you're if you're looking for another cat i would go behind that building and okay. maybe you'll find something
0: sounds like a uh a pro tip <laughs> well
2: you know if the maker says it it must be some sort of tip
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i just had a question and it slipped my mind but it was regarding oh shawnee the Shiny Game Conference. So there, with the build you might have that you will have for Dreams of Fear, will that be the same build you had running at GDEX, or will be a completely different one if if those of, that were able to see it at GDEX?
2: Um, it will be more or less the same. Uh, there will be a few changes based off of uh, feedback we got at GDEX. Um, so, for example, there were some things in the battle that we ended up changing a little bit to make things. A bit less RNG-based and a bit more option-based for players. Um, And there are some other quality-of-life things, like some graphics and things like that that got updated. Uh, But story-wise, it'll still be the same. But there are six different endings to the demo. So if you want to try getting a different ending than you got at GDEX, then by all means, come down and try playing through with some different options and see if you can get one of the other endings
1: now that is pretty cool uh so i will switch gears a little bit here jack on you um so we're not going to talk about games of fear anymore we're going to talk about you uh because something i forgot to ask at the beginning of the, of the this interview what what are the some of games that you've liked to play growing up what are, are you playing anything right now or are you too busy to play games what you would like to play um so
2: i'll start with the games growing up uh When I my actually the first uh, video game console, anything that I got uh, when I was young was I got a game, a Game Boy Advance. And then with that, I got Super Mario Brothers Deluxe for the uh, Game Boy Color, which is really just a fancy version of the original Super Mario Brothers with some extra spice stuff then. But that was my first video game experience ever. but growing up, I really liked the Legend of Zelda series, so I ended up playing a lot of Zelda games. Um, I especially remember getting Skyward Sword for Christmas way back in like 2011 or 2012 when that game first came out and playing the heck out of that. Um, but I've mainly been a Nintendo uh, fan for most of my gaming experiences. Um, but lately I've been switching over to PlayStation and playing some PlayStation games. Uh, I actually recently got a PlayStation classic because they are sufficiently cheap Mm -hmm. and they also have the very first persona game on them, which is why I was interested in it because anything RPG related captures my interest. So I've been playing through that. Um, And then I like to play games more or less uh, for the social aspect of them. So being able to play with friends and things like that. So recently, I've just been playing a lot of uh, League of Legends and Fortnite because that's just happens to be what my friends like to play. So that's what I play. Um, But for the most part, I just spend a lot of my free time working on different coding assignments for classes.
1: Gotcha, gotcha good lord Kyle how does it feel someone's first console is a Game Boy Advance and not the original NES or Super Nintendo
0: um I don't know I mean (laughs) we are I I think we're at that age where that's
1: more common yeah
0: well the our old host Caleb's first console
1: I think it was like a GameCube oh that's right I forgot he's a baby (laughs) um I, I really forgot my... I'm sorry. I forgot my next question after that. I had a follow-up question. Um, do do any of those games that you had played growing up, did those have any influence on Dreams of Fear?
2: Mm, probably not many of the games I played when I was really young, and mm-hmm. that's probably more so uh, just because I can't remember them. Uh, I will attribute... The game that got me... Into the mindset of I want to make I want to make video games. That sounds like something really fun that I want to be passionate about. Uh, was Luigi's Mansion? I remember playing that game when I was like, it. It came out when I was fairly young, and I got it when I was fairly young, but it was too spooky for me, so I ended up uh, <laughs> trading it in. Uh, but I got it again when I was like ten or eleven, and I played through it, and I really liked it, and I. It got me into the mindset of I wanted to make. Uh, video games like that's what I wanted to study that's what I wanted to do for a living um but the game that actually got me into doing like anything development related uh has definitely got to be earthbound I first played that when I was a freshman in high school and that was all the way back in 2014 I think But after I played through that, I started to get into doing ROM hacking with Earthbound. And I never really made anything proficiently great that I showed off to the world. Uh, But it did get me on the track to uh, doing game development. Um, But I've drawn a lot of inspiration from a ton of different games. um, And they just kind of all influence various different things that I work on. Um, one thing that I normally, uh, at Shawnee State, they normally have game jams, which is just, you get together with some people for 48 hours and make a game. And normally when I participate in game jams, I participate as a musician. And one of the fun things that is great to do is to ask people okay what kind of music do you want for your game and they'll be like well I want music that feels like it would be in like Sonic the Hedgehog and I'd be like oh that's cool you know I've played I've played Sonic the Hedgehog and I've played Sonic the Hedgehog 2 that's those are some of my favorite games so I definitely know what you're going for and being able to like hear what people want things to sound like and being able to say ah I've played that before so I definitely Mm -hmm. know what you want. Um just kind of reflecting on my childhood for doing things even now.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Now uh Kyle mentioned it earlier, but you do have a Kickstarter for Dream of Fear as well. How is that going?
2: Uh it's actually going pretty good. We got five days left. Uh and we are already past our goal. So that was pretty exciting. Um I Congratulations. thank you. Thank you. Um I had always planned on making dreams of fear regardless of if the kickstarter was successful or not uh but because the kickstarter is successful it's like a guarantee that yes we will 100% be able to make dreams of fear and we will be able to pick up our pace because now that we have all this funding i'm going to be able to get Caleb a new computer so he can do art a bit more eff- efficiently and then we will hopefully no later than october of 2021 have the full game of dreams of fear ready for everyone to play and enjoy
1: awesome now you when, when can we expect dreams of fear i guess is the next question then
2: i'd say at the earliest october of next year okay and at the latest october of 2021
1: Okay, so you're definitely shooting for like an October release date, regardless.
2: uh yeah, october ish um it really it'll just depend on what's released around the time that we'll plan to do a release because you don't want to overlap with something that will crazy overshadow you, otherwise mm-hmm. you'll just lose out on first day sales like crazy. And being a really small game like we are right now, that's not something we want to give up. So, uh, right now, we're probably going to aim for somewhere in October. Uh, but who knows? That may end up getting moved further forward into like September or August. It just will all depend on what's being released around that time.
1: All right. All right. Cool. Very. That's fair. Totally fair. Uh, can we expect. Uh, maybe updates on the demo build as as time progresses, or will we have to wait until uh, that, that final release before we can get anything other than the, the, the demo?
2: Um, you will be, unfortunately, people will have to wait until the full game is released. Um, and the reason for that is not because I'm a sadist and I like seeing people <laughs> suffer, But more so because I I like where the demo ends right now. I think it ends on a cliffhanger-y enough note that people get a feel for what the game is and will be able to tell whether or not they will enjoy it, but not so much that they basically know everything that's going to come in the future. I like to leave people with a little bit of mystery, a little bit of angst like, what's going to happen? What Where's the brother? What's up with all these cats? You know, there are questions that need to be answered, but they'll be answered in due time.
1: All right. All right. You know, I was just curious, you know, in this day and age, you know, we, everything's digital and online and you can easily definitely update it. But if you want to keep people guessing, I prefer that as well. Well, Jack, uh, that's really all, all the questions we really have. Now, I do, before you go, and I transport you back to to your life in Shawnee, where can we find you and where can they find that Kickstarter? I'm going to try. My goal is to get this up before it ends, which we will see if that happens.
2: Uh, So you can find me personally on Twitter, at Flower underscore Fella. Uh, And you can find Dreams of Fear on Twitter, at Hat on a Flower. Uh, that is a capital H and then at on a capital F, Lauer. Uh, but if you want to find the Dreams of Fear Kickstarter, the easiest method that I have uh, would just be to go to kickstarter.com and then search up Dreams of Fear, and it will be the first project it'll that you'll find. Uh, it'll be an image of the main character with uh Roger the Cat. And so once you've found that, you'll know you found the game. And you can go ahead and share it with everyone you know, support it if you want to, and by all means, please play the demo. It is free.
1: All right, all right. And uh thank you for joining us today, Jack. We will for sure see you at Shawnee here in a in a couple weeks or so and and we look forward to, to seeing you again and, and and hope can't wait to uh to see Dreams of Fear again
2: absolutely i'll be looking forward to you guys coming down all of it not just dreams of fear which obviously you'll enjoy
1: yes (laughs) of course obviously but uh yeah we we look forward to just not seeing you but also everyone else that that might be there if you're out there listening and we hope to see you there as well well that's all we have and as always have a rad day